You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we complete the book of 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 28. Paul says this, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Now Paul finished this this first letter to the Thessalonian church by giving them 20 rapid-fire commands. I mean, we went from verses 12 through 28, and there are 20 commands found in that section. I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but when we see a list of commands like this, it's important to take them seriously. Just because there are many of them doesn't mean that some of them are unimportant or all of them are unimportant. We can't let our our minds check out halfway into reading through this list and minimize some uh, compared to others. Evidently, our obedience to these commands, these 20 commands, are the will of God. The Spirit of God is the one who authored this list. So I'm encouraging you to take some time to consider each of these commands. Maybe before I read them one more time, you could ask the Holy Spirit to awaken you to the command or commands in this list that you've been, that you've been neglecting. Ask Him also for strength to become obedient from the heart to these commands. So, Lord, would you help me understand which of these commands I have not fully obeyed or I'm um, not... I'm not which of these commands I'm not um, performing like you would want me to perform from the heart. And not just that, not just show me, but enable me, equip me, strengthen me to obey them. So let me read through these commands. One, respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. This is obviously talking about leaders in the church. We know that the Lord has given pastoral leadership to certain men in the church. And it says, respect those who work among you and are over you, have some authority over you, delegated by God in the Lord, and admonish you. These people who regularly warn you of, of the consequences of disobedience or who instruct you, teach you, respect them. Respect those people. That's number one. Two, esteem them, this same group, esteem them very highly in love because of their work. So because of what they do, consider them 
very important to you. Esteem them very highly in love. Have a certain love for them because of what they're doing. They're seeking to benefit your soul, help your soul. That should be important to you, to any of us who have leadership over us. We esteem them highly because they are looking out for us. They're seeking to want to make us like Christ, see to it that we become more and more like Christ. Number three, be at peace among yourselves. There's no room for conflict in the body of Christ. So when there is conflict, be at peace among yourselves. Four, admonish the idle. Evidently in uh, the area of this Thessalonian church, there were some Christians who were not working as hard as they could. We know that to work hard is a Christian virtue. You can see that in the Proverbs. You can even see that in the pastoral epistles. Christians are expected to work. So when Christians are not working and are not serving the Lord how they should be and how they've been gifted to. There should be admonishment there. And this is not something that pastors do. This is written to the church. Admonish the idol. Fifth, encourage the faint-hearted. There are some people in our congregations who are faint-hearted. Give them encouragement in who God is and what his promises are. Six, help the weak. We come alongside one another. In the words of Galatians 6, we bear one another's burdens. Now, those last three commands, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, and help the weak, they, they, they fall, um, uh, number seven, the, seventh, the next command comes, um, and, it, and it speaks to each of those. It says, be patient with all of them. So anybody who's idle, anybody who's faint-hearted, anybody who's weak. So anybody that you do admonish because of idleness, encourage because of faint-heartedness, or help because of weakness, you be patient with all of them. So we don't admonish, encourage, and help in frustration or with demands, but we do so with patience. Number eight, do not repay evil for evil. And this goes along with number nine. The next two kind of go hand in hand. Do not repay evil for evil, but always seek to do good. So sometimes we will be sinned against by people in the church and outside of the church. We then oftentimes can justify our own sinful actions in response well, I only said that thing to those people about you because of what you first said about me. No, the Bible does not know of any allowance for evil because you've had evil done to you. So do not repay evil for evil, but do the opposite. Always seek to do good. It doesn't say always do good. It said always seek to do good. Always, There should be a striving to do good. There should be a knee-jerk reaction in the believer with the Holy Spirit there should be a knee-jerk reaction that when evil is done to us, our first instinct is, how can I do good to them? That's something that a Christian can do. That's, a, that's something that a Christian, that's a mindset that a Christian can have. Number 10, rejoice always. Rejoice always. There is so much to rejoice about. We are complaining people, but there is so much to rejoice about, and the Holy Spirit intends that we would always rejoice. Moving on, pray without ceasing. Always, constantly. Sometimes it may be in a prayer closet. Sometimes it might be driving down the road. It, whatever thought there is in the mind, you turn it to prayer. It's a thought of thanksgiving or a need that you have. We turn it to prayer. There's a constant communion with God throughout the day. Number 12, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, we are really good at finding the faults in all circumstances, 
We know what's wrong with every member of our family. We know what's wrong with the people in our Bible study. We know what's wrong with that restaurant that we went to last night. We find fault really easily. The Christian is called to give thanks in all circumstances. There was even a restaurant for you to go to last night that would prepare food for you. That's a reason to give thanks. You've been given these family members who, yes, may have faults, but look at the things that God has put in their lives that are so good and so sweet to you. So give thanks in all circumstances. Number 13, do not quench the spirit. Now this one goes along with number 14, do not despise prophecies. So the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God works through the word of God. The spirit works through the word of God. So do not despise prophecies or do not despise the speaking forth of the word of God. So when someone speaks forth the word of God, declares something from the Lord, then you do not quench the spirit. So you don't despise what is said from the Lord, even if it's through a messenger. And you, and if you do despise what is being said, a command that's given, a truth that's taught that you don't like, you don't despise that. And if you do despise that, you are quenching the spirit. So be open to everything that the Lord is telling you in his word, even if it comes through a messenger or a pastor or a teacher or a, a, a someone else in your church. Do not despise prophecies. Do not quench the spirit. Number 15, test everything. This again goes along with the previous ones. Test everything. You don't just take everything that you're told. You don't just listen to everything that you're told as being from the Lord. It's got to actually be from the Lord. How do we know if someone is exhorting us from the Lord? Well, you can verify it in the scriptures. So be wary of people who say, the Lord told me this about you, or this is, the Lord told me that this is how you should respond. I'm really wary of those things when they're not tied to Scripture. So test everything. Is it connected to God's actual revelation? Number 16, hold fast to what is good. Again, this goes along with the previous one. You test everything, the things that you're exhorted to believe or hear or respond to. You test it all to see if it really does come from the Lord. And if it does, if it's in Scripture, if it's a biblical truth, then you hold fast to it. You pay attention to it. So those four all kind of go together. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Number 17, abstain from every form of evil. Abstain from every form of evil. Let no evil be found in you. Run away from it. Kill it. Number 18, now these last three are specific to the Thessalonian church, but we can draw out some implications for us. He says here to the church, specifically in Thessalonica, brothers, pray for us. But we in the 21st century can say it is good to pray for those laboring for Christ. Number 19, greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. So that, again, was a command given specifically to this church in Thessalonica. We can take from that that an affectionate greeting of, and an affection of heart should be true of us when we come across brothers and sisters. When we come into contact with brothers and sisters, our first instinct shouldn't be one of anger or frustration or holding grudges. There should be an affection. Hey, we have a special bond in Christ. I'm happy to see you, brother, sister, whoever it may be. Number 20, have this letter read to all the brothers. And Paul actually puts them under an oath. You need to promise me that you're going to have this letter read to all the brothers. So in the 21st century, we can say, when the Lord reveals himself through his word, when the Lord reveals words to us, scripture to us, we can seek to pass it along. We should seek to pass it along, make it known. Hey, this is what God says here. This is what God says there. This is a call to have what God has told the church to be told to other churches and other people. 
So that's a long list. We've gone through it. Which of those has the Holy Spirit highlighted for you today? Maybe it's one, maybe it's all 20. I would encourage you to spend time in real repentance before the Lord. Talk to him. Tell him where you've sinned. Admit to him what he already knows. And endeavor by his spirit, by his grace, to put on the opposite righteous response. So if you've sinned, ask him for the strength and endeavor to do the opposite. And may you find these commands from the Lord sweet to your soul. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.